Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the big A Q A A the big A Q A. What you say? The big A Q A with man that the big A Q A with Tiffany. The big A Q A A. I have not been able to say Mandate and Tiffany so long, but I will say somehow the universe worked it out that everybody's name rhymed. I was like, look at that. I mean, it rhymes the regular way you pronounce it, and it rhymes the incorrect way that you pronounce it. I'm doing my hateration dancery up in here. <laughs> the Mary J. Blige, like we just gonna make some right? words up, <laughs> right? Okay, shout out to Mary J. Okay, BA fam, we are here for your questions. Remember, bring out your salt shaker, shake them up, because we are not your best, you know, accountants. We are not your best financial advisors. We're your best brown ambition pals in your head. Okay, so we're giving you some light advice, some guidance, some ideas, but don't come for us and sue us. Okay, so take everything with some grains of salt. Um, but if you want to submit a question to the show, you know how to do it. Go to brownambitionpodcast.com and click ask us anything. You can also just hit us up directly, DM us on IG at Brian Ambition Podcast, and we love to get your questions. Mm-hmm. What have we got in the mailbag today, Tiff? Well, I, someone slid into my personal DMs as a budgetista, which I welcome you, but ideally, sign up to the BA, the Brian Ambition um, DM. So mm. Liz asked a question. She said, hey, girl, girls, um, what are your thoughts on one buying a property with a domestic partner? What are the legal implications? Domestic partner. So the term domestic partner to me, my first question is like, does it vary by state what rights you Mm -hmm. may have as a domestic partner? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my first question or my first thing is I would check with your state. What rights does that domestic partner have in terms of if the relationship goes sideways um, to whatever property you guys obtain, you know, during your relationship. Because mm-hmm. if you're an official domestic partnership, which used to be a thing, especially for same-sex couples, mm-hmm. that used to be the only way you could be partnered, um, you know, legally. Now, gay marriage is legal. Um, so, yeah, that's my first question. What else should they consider, Tiff? Honestly, like, you should consider, obviously, you want to consider, like, your finances, like, child... How, like, what's the down payment looking like? How are we paying the mortgage? You want to flesh out all these things ahead of time. Like, what is everybody's credit score? Um, what happens if somebody can't afford their payment? Um, how much debt do you both, like, both feel comfortable taking out? Like, to me, those are probably the things you're probably already thinking about. But even still, like, because you're unmarried, you might have to apply for the mortgage separately. Like, you know, like, because it depends on your state. Your state might have something where you can apply as a domestic partner, but... Like, so I'll give you an example. Although Jarrell and I were married, when we bought our, we bought 
um, the house that Terrell has now since bought for me. But because we bought it from the city, they said only one of us, for whatever reason, it was a, ta a tax lien or tax deed, only one of us could be on the deed, like could purchase the property. They didn't allow two people, which was weird, even though we were married. And as a result of us doing that, I forgot to add myself to the deed later. And then when he passed away, it was a struggle. Like, like it is my property, you know, along with Alyssa, but still, you know, so that's something too. Like, okay, how, if you're asking about the legal part, like if one person has to apply, um, how are you going to choose ownership. That's probably the most important. There are uh, uh, there are different types of ownership options for an unmarried couple. Like I'm just looking it up real quick. Um, one is called joint tenancy. And so that's where there's multiple owners and they, owe, they own an equal share in the home. Um, and so it just means they all have equal rights to the pop property. And, um, the, and there's right to survivorship. So that way if one owner passes away, the home is transferred to the other. So joint tenancy is one. Um, there's tenancy in common. This is the second one. This is when each person, um, the, the, this is the type of ownership where each person on the deed owns a specific percentage of the home. And so say, for example, you and your, your domestic partner, you put down more money than them and you kind of feel like, well, I put down like 70%. So I want to own 70% of the home and I'm paying 70% of the mortgage. So with tenancy in common, you can say you own 30%, I own uh, um, 70%. Um, but then too, they can still, this, this ownership is not automatically transferred if somebody passes away. So you just have to be mindful of that. Like what will happen to your partner if something happens to you? And no, kind of like the, go ahead. Real quick, so where would you, like, what professional, would it be a real estate attorney? You would draft up, like, an, mm -hmm. uh, an ownership agreement? Because I remember I researched this for an article I wrote, like, probably a decade ago for Yahoo Finance for how to buy a house with friends. Because my mm -hmm. friends and I were seriously, we were so cute and thinking about buying a home all together. We're going to be friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> what are their names? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. And anyway, so I wrote it was it was fascinating. But like, I think at the time it was, um, you know, get with a real estate attorney and at least yes. draft up like a legal document yes. so that you guys that have everything important. written out. Same as you and I sort of as a yes. partnership, we wrote we uh, wrote up our ownership agreement. We mm -hmm. are 50 50 partners. Here's what happens if so and so wants to leave, etc. But something similar mm -hmm. for a domestic partnership as well. My no, absolutely. Um, and especially if you're going to choose something like a one of these ones, and the last one is just sole ownership where one person owns. Um, and then, but obviously that's not as ideal because it's like, if you're not on the deed, but if you're not helping to pay expenses, maybe they're just kind of like living with you. But to Mandy's point, it's so important to sign. It's called a cohabitation agreement, property agreement. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. what we going to do, we're living together and it just, you want to think about everything. Like you want to play out the scenarios like, what happens if you pass away? How will you sell it if you decide to sell? Um, who's paying the mortgage? Who's responsible for what? Um, can you rent out your room? You want to think about all these things and you sit down with an attorney to create this agreement. And um, my one of my attorneys, um, Orenze Onuga, shout out to you. Hey, Ari. He listens sometimes. Um, I remember when I was doing my partnership agreement with my partner at the time, my business partner, Jabril, he was like, it is ideal to create these partnerships when things are great because mm -hmm. one day they, one day they might not be. Mm -hmm. And when they're not, you know, it's going to be very difficult to find like a common ground. And then you're going to have to do what the agreement said. 
And so mm-hmm. you want to dig into the nitty gritty of it all. If you decide to do that, that way, if something does happen, you break up, it's like, well, the agreement says I take half, you can pull out the equity and give me half, you can sell and give me whatever that looks like. Cause sometimes like even in business, it's like, if we break up, you have to sell the company that could be in your agreement, but you want to agree to that ahead of time. So you know, it's a little more complicated, but it's not impossible. People aren't doing it, but you want to make sure you do it in a way that you think of. Unfortunately, if something doesn't work out, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, for sure. Would you ever and do if that? Maybe? A- I know you're married, but would you ever consider like purchasing? Like, could you see yourself purchasing a home with like, you know, if someone you who wasn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think domestic partnership is basically like we are a partner, like marriage is, I don't know, more biblical, whatever. I feel like it's similar in terms of the commitment to one another. So yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, I've got a a relative of mine who built a house and was, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s and had a girlfriend. And together they decided that, you know, she wasn't going to be put on the mortgage. He did that himself. There was a big disparity in income. Um, And also the way that he was paying for it, it was just kind of like messy. And they were all it took a long time to build the house. So the relationship was also like maturing, you know, Mm. they weren't talking about marriage yet or things like that, but they wanted to live together. So for now she's not going to be listed on the mortgage, um, even though she's paying effectively rent, paying part of the mortgage. Um, However, they are discussing like, you know, we're going to keep tabs of how much she's putting in Mm -hmm. and then determine some sort of like ownership stake that she'll have. And then that'll, you know, they can do that later. Um, And I think for her own protection, especially if there's like an income disparity, I think it's only fair, you know, she's contributing and she's your partner. So they should, I think if you have an income disparity, just don't be afraid to advocate for yourself and research what your options are so that. If something goes sideways, you're not out in the cold with nothing to show for what you've invested or what you've poured into making that home a home. Yeah. So that sounds um, like the tenancy in common. Like if one mm-hmm. person pays more, it's like you can literally say, okay, according to this, you know, 20% of the home is yours. And yeah, exactly. as a result, if we break up, you know, there's two options. We can sell and give you 20% or I can just pull out equity and give you 20%, you know, like, so that's okay. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. We'll find out. I'm ready to buy another property. Mm, okay. Uh, but I'm emotionally tied to this one. I don't know if I want to sell it or just rent it out. I think this would be a great rental property. Yeah, your house is great. Um, So we'll see. But I'm itching. Okay. My husband's itching for a Rolex and I'm itching for a property. <laughs> we'll see who wins. We need to have a talk about, girl, I have gone down the fancy watch lane. You know me, I like some random like learnings, you know? Okay, yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I just watch, like, random YouTube, like, documentaries about random things. Like, hmm, the effects of plastic surgery on the healthcare. You know, like, literally, I just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, lately, there's, like... I I didn't really understand watch culture for men. Mm. Because Mm -hmm. the last thing that I just went a deep down rabbit hole about was um, um, luxury handbags for, like, you know, women. And, like, you know, how Birkin bags could be, like, $50,000, $60,000, some crazy amount, $10,000, whatever. And so just learning about that, and I was like, wow. And even how Hermes, who makes Birkin bags and Kelly's and things like that, that they have, their marketing is top tier, if I tell you, ooh, child. That (laughs) do you know that in order to be offered to buy a bag, for many people, you have to pre-buy other tchotchkes for thousands of dollars before Mm -hmm. they keep making even an offer for a bag that might not even be exactly what you want. You might... You might go to Hermes and say, I'm going to buy a scarf for $400 and I'm going to put my name down for like, hey, I'm now a new Hermes customer 
And ideally, if a if a black Birkin bag with gold hardware comes on the market, I'd love to be offered. And they're like, we'll see. What else did uh-huh. you buy? You know? Yep. And so like Amelia, my niece, like whenever I do something nice for her, she goes, oh, that's nice. And what else? And so Hermes <laughs> is, like, <laughs> is like that. It's like, oh, I bought a scarf and what else? And I bought a card holder and what else? And I bought, so, you know, you rack up your bills. And then they're like, Mandy, lucky you, boo-boo. We, your bag came in. You're like, oh, my God, my black Birkin with the gold hardware? No. Your black Birkin with the palladium hardware. You're like, close enough. Here's $15,000. <laughs> Can you imagine? It sounds like how uh, Enrique described the Rolex yes. business to me. You That's have to exactly, get in line to get yes. the honor. That's why the secondhand market is so popping. Like, yes. So you know, I was buy. like, so I didn't know because I was like, how silly. And then I've gone down the rabbit hole of like the luxury watches and it's the same. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, these men, you know, I'm not a luxury handbag girl, but these men will yeah. all talk about you women wasting your money on luxury handbags. Ha ha ha. Look how they got you. And the watch market is literally the same. You have to buy this, this and this, and maybe you get offered and maybe... It's crazy. I didn't know how that much those watches tools, go baby. for. Like, it's the same as yes. a bag. 10000 20000 It's a down payment on a house. That's what I it mean. is. So we're going to see who wins. Because <laughs> a watch, we, we know he can goes. I stretch out in that? Can I tuck myself into that? Will that put a roof over my children's head? Oh, my God. We already and know who's going to win. a screened-in porch for me and my, my dreams. <laughs> Mindy said, that's what rhetorical. We're going to see who wins. Uh, it's just, <laughs> just like, how long before I win? How long before we're both going to win? He's going to get the Rolex. I'm going to get the next house and income property. It's just a matter of like, who's going to get it first? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's all. What I've said so far is that I've, I've manipulated the situation so that I've got him thinking anytime that we don't order out for dinner, he can put 50 bucks into his Rolex savings account. Which is helping me because homeboy needs to cook more. And um, I'm sick of ordering out all the time. It's expensive. Like Mm. 70. You were talking about tipping culture. Anyway, so I've got him saving more. Oh, look at that. See, you are you use a real wife, girl. Because now, the wives that out money here, goes toward the Rolex or a down payment. <laughs> you sound like my Time mama. You tell. know, you could tell you've been married for a while because like in the beginning, you know, when you're a new wife, you just be fussing. Blah, 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 blah. Like yeah. when you're OG wife, you're like, How about this? How about every time girl, look at me and be wife in the <laughs> He's like, wow, she really values what I value and she really respects my watch love. Mm-hmm. It's like, child, okay, just put that $50 up so we don't you have to worry You can put whatever name you want on that Ally <laughs> Savings account, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, money is money. Okay, should we take a break and dance yeah, to the next question? Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was quite a tangent. I love it though. All right, BFM, we'll be right back with another one of your juicy questions. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. 
Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know, we work hard and we play hard. But when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment automated investment and savings app can help it do keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what, I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Okay, BA fam, we are back with our second incredible question from one of our listeners, actually a Mandy Moneymaker, mm. um, who wants to remain anonymous, but slid into my email. So, so what's we, what's I we got call you. Her? MM? Um, Mandy Moneymaker? Let's call her. Hmm. Let's just. You, know, you always put me on the spot. Let's call her. Um, no. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> her name's So I was looking at while you I know, but it's too obvious, girl. Like, let her name is Tiffany. Let's call her Tiff. Like, girl, her boss is going to be like, it's you, fool. So Imani, cut that part out before you lose her whole job. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's call her um, Maribel. Ooh, Maribel, a little um, 
Yeah, it's a little Encanto action here. All right. <laughs> Maribel says, um, Mandy, thank you for your awesome scripts that have been uh, either used as a guideline to ask for a raise. Unfortunately, I received word from the manager today that my request has been denied. Let me give you a little backstory. I'm a licensed practical nurse with a total medical professional background of over 20 years. Mm -hmm. I climbed the educational ladder and worked the subsequent jobs on the way up. I work in Virginia and I'm about 30 to 45 minutes away from the city of Virginia Beach. I'm 48 years old, which puts me closer to my retirement years. And my one and only child just turned 21 two weeks ago and is no longer at home. So my current career goal is to finish my bachelor's in health science degree, but I don't know what I want to do with it just yet. I know the degree will allow me to stay in the medical field, but not necessarily tied down to just nursing. I have a strong desire to go into travel nursing, which will definitely increase my earnings potential. But something's holding me back and I can't bring myself to quit the job I have and leave home. I've been with the company for 10 years. I enjoy my job just 75% of the time. Stability is very important to me and I don't want to have regrets thinking I should have stayed where I was at. As you can see, I didn't mention any other family. Both my parents have passed away and I'm divorced. This sounds like a really good email for Brown Ambition Q&A. And I don't mind if you want to share it there, but keep me anonymous. I got you, Maribel. Okay. <laughs> but I was fascinated by this question. One, because um, the whole travel nursing thing yeah. became so lucrative. Yes. Maybe it always has been lucrative, but especially during the pandemic, mm -hmm. a lot of medical, a lot of nurses actually got so burnt out by the, you know, the, the just the work environment during the pandemic and travel nursing became this way out. Like I can still do what I am trained to do. But if you have a flexible enough lifestyle, like you don't have like this person, for example, be the perfect candidate, you don't have a child at home that you're caring for no spouse. So you can get up and move, excuse me, and go wherever you may be needed as a travel nurse. And these hospitals pay Big money Big to have not just traveling nurses. One of my Mandy moneymakers is a general surgeon. Mm. She's making almost $400,000 a year as a general surgeon in the South. Wow. And she tells me that there are, she is on a team where there's traveling surgeons, wow. like, and they pay way more. What? To, for the traveling surgeons. So that's her issue. She's like, I'm here, I'm being loyal, I'm getting paid peanuts compared to mm. these traveling surgeons who you're more than happy to pay for yes. like a six month contract to come in and swoop in and swoop out. Anyway, so I get what she's saying about the like earnings potential of, you know, becoming a traveling nurse. And the fact that she just asked for a raise using my negotiation scripts, um, but, you know, got Requ uh, the request was denied. And one of this is one of the reasons why I like to push people just to ask the question. Because if you're someone who's in a nine to five, and you're like, man, you know, if I just keep, you know, if I just stay here, I'll get that raise, I'll get this and that. If you ask, you'll find out a lot sooner than just waiting for them to, you know, tell you or not tell you. And then you can make it like an informed decision. Mm -hmm. So they've told you with all your experience, 20 years in the business, with the 10 years that you've given them, um, that your loyalty is not worth more to them than what they're paying you right now. Mm -hmm. Like they've told you that now. So I feel like you've got the information that you have that should make you feel a little bit freer to definitely make a move, um, you know, you enjoy your job. You 75, 75% of the time is a lot. I feel like that's yeah, that like how much I think for a regular, you know, working a nine to five, like how many of you can say you enjoy your job three fourths of the, of the time. That's, that's pretty good. Um, 
but what do you like what is it about the stability that you're craving and how can you create that same sense of stability mm-hmm. in your new chapter you know whether it's as a traveling nurse or somewhere else you have to think of yourself as your own job stability. Like mm-hmm. no one can take away your 20 years of experience. Mm-hmm. No one can take away. And I'm telling you, these nurses and these medical professionals, y'all continue to educate yourselves forever. Y'all really like school and y'all go back for more degrees and they can't take that education away from you either. And there's a lot that you could do with those skills. So even if you were to leave this place, you know, 10 years in um, and try travel nursing for a year to see how it is, if you decide that you don't like it, which you are more than like you're more, it's okay for you to pivot into something new and decide you don't like it. You know, if you decide like they can't take away that work experience Mm -hmm. and you've got such applicable skills to you could go to any hospital, Mm -hmm. you know, any any, you know, healthcare facility, maybe consult or, you know, do nursing in some other way or teach or whatever it may be. You have so many skills. And that for me is what is creating stability for you. Um, Not so much just the fact that you're employed, you know, right now, and you've got you know, you know, sort of where you're going to go each day for work. Um, And I feel like at 48, like, this this is how I kind of hope I can be once I mean, I'm not going to stop being like flexible and trying new things now that I have young children. But I also feel like you did, you know, your kids out the house mm-hmm. and it's just you yourself and you. So like, you when, yeah, why not take a little bit of a risk right now? Um, the only person who you seem to be, you know, needing to convince is yourself Mm -hmm. that you can do that. And if you're looking for permission, we have our magic permission wand. Yes, girl, whip that out. I don't know why I whipped it. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just, I just want to say, like, I get it. It's somebody who sometimes feels very risk adverse. Let's de-riskify this thing that you're saying. One, you are literally in one of the most in-demand professions like known to man. I mean, back in the day, my mother was a nurse for many years. She retired a few years ago, but they, back in the day, I don't know if you know this man, they used to literally fly to Jamaica to try to recruit women to come over, Africa to recruit women, because nursing has been in demand for so long, and especially during COVID and especially post-COVID. So this is a profession where the job security is baked into the foolishness of this country just because of all that we No, for real, because sometimes it like, I get it. It's like, it sounds good, but it's like, then for me, I'm like, how do I de-riskify my fear? It's like one, let's be real. I'm in a profession where girl, I can throw a rock and hit a hospital. That's like, yes, please, please, please. So let's uh, tell yourself that too. I would talk to other nurses so I can get real clear on like, it's real cute out here. Like how cute, like how much cute, like real cute, cute, how, like, how quickly were you able to get cute about, you know what I mean? So getting a better understanding of like, what does the money really look like? How quickly you can make it with people who are in your position, who have your level of education, who have your level of experience, like gather as much detail as possible. So you can then feel more comfortable. Like, okay, Sarah, Tanya, Tiffany, Mandy are similar to me and they're actually making more than I am. They're going to make this connection for me to this like, you know, agency. I can pretty start much start right away. Worst case scenario, because I'm a nurse, let's be real. I know I can go someplace else and work someplace else. Even though I'm, what I'm saying really is I'm comfortable here. But the truth is I'm in a safe position just by nature of the, of the, of the industry that I'm in, you know? And then once you get those numbers, start dreaming about like what that additional income can do for you. You know, like, you know, can you go on more vacations? You know, will you be able to help your kid not have 
if they're in school, you know, I don't know, because they're 21 now, so maybe they've graduated. Like, what would that money do? Like, dreamscape a little. So that's yeah. what I would say. De-riskify and then dreamscape of what that extra money can do for de you. De-riskify. Like yeah. Because sometimes I need that. I'm just like, wait, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. I'm like, I'm like okay, what are you scared of? I'm scared my team is going to say, if you listen to our, our episode on Wednesday prior to this, I'm making a transition in the Bajanista to really become a business that creates insights for companies that want to speak to black women. And I'm like, I'm scared, I'm scared. What are you scared about? I'm scared that my team is going to leave and they're going to be mad at me, da, da, da. I was scared about that. But then I looked at my team and I thought to myself, everybody here is so awesome. And I de-riskified by talking myself through it, pulling them aside individually, telling them as a group. And everybody was like, yes, girl. I'm like, oh, what else are you scared about, Tiffany, about making the transition? What if you don't make enough money? I started to talk to people in corporate to say, would you be interested in, in insights like this? I have already gotten like two or three people who are like tentatively put me down as a client. I was like, okay. And so I'm de-riskifying because I'm actually really risk adverse. People think that I'm like, oh, I'm out here leaping now, girl. And then as a result of that, now I can take the leap. There's still a leap to be taken, but I have minimized the risk as much as possible before doing so. So we, you know, what is it, Maddie Bell? Maddie Bell, girl, go ring that bell, Maddie Bell. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Keep us it's updated. Like, Put a name to the fear mm -hmm. and like actually look at the facts and let the yes. facts fight the fear. Like, you know, if you're exactly like what you said, if you're worried about how much money can I make, I don't know, find some answers, mm -hmm. you know, so you can put together a real plan. But I also feel like the time freedom, if you controlled your schedule and it reminded me immediately, like, I think the woman who helped me deliver my my son, Remy, I think she was a traveling nurse. She was retiring age, retirement age. She was so sweet. I think her name was Bonnie. And I just got lucky because one day a month she showed up for that hospital. She's like, yeah, I'm contracted to, to come here one day a month. Mm. And she basically left travel like has for the flexibility. And now they bring her back just as a contractor, Probably you know, which is basically a traveling nurse. Girl. Exactly. So think about what if you leave, leave because they show you that they're not you're not worth more, whether it's you get a competing offer somewhere else to prove that you're worth more, you leave, you become a traveling nurse, and then they're like, we want you back. And at this time, you feel more confident about traveling and doing freelance. So you're like, okay, I'll come back for three days a month. And you know, you can pay me triple what you were paying mm -hmm. me before hourly. Um, but Bonnie was just living her best life. She's mm. like, yeah, I come when I want to. I love it. And then I go off to the, you know, the countryside and, and you know, me and my husband have a great little quiet life. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I love it. What Tiff said about de-riskifying de and mm -hmm. also dreamscaping mm -hmm. and imagining not what you'd be losing, but what you could be gaining. Yes. By starting a new chapter. Love that for you. Okay, keep us love updated. Love that for you, Maribel. <laughs> if you want us to love stuff oh, for you, go ahead on over and ask your question, go to the brownambition.com. So brownambition.com, no, brownambitionpodcast, I'm sorry, .com. Mm -hmm. click, con click contact us, ask questions there. Email us at brownambitionpodcast uh, at gmail.com. Ask questions there. Brown Ambition Podcast on IG, slide into the DMs and follow us. The BA Podcast on Twitter, same, slide into the DMs. Um, and, you know, we're here. We're two smart brown girls. You know, we're not your mama, mm -hmm. your cousin, your financial advisor, but we are your fave financial brown girls, okay? We know a little something, mm -hmm. one or two, but always take our advice with the smallest grain of salt and, and lean into mm -hmm. the people that you pay for the final say. But until next Ooh. week. I like that. I know. That was a bar that I'm going to quickly yeah. forget. Meanwhile, they're like, but you just answered two questions that came to Mandy's email into your DM. So what are you really telling us? <laughs> yeah. Follow I know. the rules, okay? <laughs> I know. You can always be rewarded. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, y'all. Next week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.